Hello, this is Reading with Finus. I am Finus. I'm reading American Indian Myths and Legends today. The story that I'm going to read from that book is How Beaver Stole Fire from the Pines. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 try to read every day. If not, don't sweat it. It happens to everybody, including yours truly. So I'm here for you today to read for you. If you don't read, I got it. Uh, yeah, I think we should start it. Let's just jump into it. How Beaver Stole Fire from the Pines. This is a Nez Paris story don't know what that is i mean it's a tribe but don't know how to pronounce it correctly sorry i mispronounced it here we go let's start once before there were any people in the world the different animals and trees lived and moved about and talked together just like human beings the pine trees had the secret of fire and guarded it jealously so that no matter how cold it was they all they alone could warm themselves at length an unusual cold winter came, and all the animals were in danger of freezing to death. But all their attempts to discover the pine secret were in vain, until Beaver at last hit upon a plane, plan. At a center place on Grand Road, Grand Rod Road River in Idaho, the pines were about to hold a great council. They had built a large fire to warm themselves. After bathing in the icy water, and sentinels were posted to prevent intruders from stealing their fire secrets. But Beaver had hidden under the bank near the rip the fire before the centaur sentries had taken their places. And when a live coal rolled down the the bank, he seized it, hid in the his breast and ran away as fast as he could. The pines immediately raised a hue and cried and started after him. Whenever he was hard-pressed, Beaver darted from side to side to dodge his pursuers, and when he had a good start, he kept a straight course. The Grand Road River preserves the direction Beaver took in, in his flight, and this is why it is treacherous in some parts of its course and straight in others. After running for a long time, the pines grew tired. So most of them halted in a body of the riverbanks where they remain in great numbers to this day, forming a growth so dense that hunters can hardly get through. A few pines kept chasing beaver, but they finally gave out one after another and they remained scattered at intervals along the banks of the river in places where they stopped. There, there was one cider running in, in the far front of the pines, and although he despised, despaired of capturing beaver, he said to the few trees who were still in the chase, We can't catch him, but I'll go to the top of the hill yonder and see how far ahead he is. So he ran to the top of the hill and saw the beaver just diving into a big snake river where the Grande Road enters it. Further pursuers, pursuit 
was out of the question. The cedar stood and watched Beaver dart across the Big Snake River and gave fire to some willows on the opposite bank and recrossed further on and gave fire to the, Brit, the birches and so on to several other kinds of trees. Since then, all who have wanted fire have got it from these particular trees because they have fire in them and gave it up readily when their wood is rubbed together in the ancient way. Cedar stands alone on the top of the hill where he stopped near the junction of Grande Road and Big Snake Rivers. He is very old, so that so old that his top is dead, but he still stands as a testament of the story's truth. That the chase was a very long one is shown by the fact that there are no ciders within a hundred miles upstream from him. The old people put him out to the children as they pass by. See, they say, here is old Cedar standing in the very spot where he stopped chasing beaver. Based on an account in the Journal of American Folklore, 1890, in a Jekyllar Apache version of this story, it is Fox who tricks the fireflies out of the fire secret. Arriving from the sky, flying on the back of a wild goose, Fox makes the first drum ever. Beating it, he teaches the fireflies how to dance. There, watchfulness relaxes as they sway to the rhythm of the drum, and they dance themselves into a trance. Fox steals their fire by putting glowing embers in his bushy tail, and with his tail burning like a torch, he brings fire to the human beings. And that is the end of that story. This reminds me of that story in the, what was that, African ancient mythology book I was reading a while back where chimpanzees stole the fire from the, or humans stole the fire from chimpanzees. Um, and it was a couple stories, like one, of, I think one of each, um, where they were dressed as, one was dressed as a chimpanzee and then the fire had caught, the, they they used the sticks dressed as like a chimpanzee or two or to, to light the tail and the tail's on fire and it ran away and then it's still in the fire and they're like oh it's a human just a chimpanzee and they're stealing our fire and i think there was another one similar to that in the other way around um but yeah that was cool i liked it i'm, I'm a fan a fan of how fire started in this one was from the trees fires are inside of some of these trees that's why we get fire from those trees uh all right slow down you're talking a little bit finest you're doing great Having a good time. Thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow to read to you again. Hey, hey. Try to read today. If not, follow your dreams. Um. All right.